0: Song. dylan will comb his beard he has a specific beard comb i've never had a big enough beard to need a specific beard comb and it, it apparently matters very much what it's what the comb's made of dylan elaborate uh
1: yeah <laughs> It has to be made of bone or antler uh yeah like a nicer comb will probably be like a, a sandalwood or wood oh. or something but you yeah. could also use like horn and stuff.
0: Yeah, and other, yeah. Otherwise, those plastics—they just have micro
1: burrs on them that'll yeah. just tear your beard up, man. You cheap plastics. You can't. You can get nicely sawn plastic um, combs that don't harm your hair as much. But I, I've never been able to grow a beard, so whatever. You sh- you could. Start now. I cannot. (laughs) Just don't cut it.
0: It does not matter. It does it comes in like I my favorite beard story is I was trying to grow a beard, or I thought I would. I went on vacation, went to Disneyland for like ten or eleven days, came home, didn't shave for like five or ten days, told my brother Colby, Yeah, I'm gonna try and grow a beard and see what happens. He walked into my house, he was like maybe ten feet away from me. He's like, Oh, so did you give up on growing the beard? I'm like, No, this is like twenty-five days of beard growth. Anyway, Same. we're here for uh, Bite Me Podcast 8 Bit Bites, talking about retro stuff. I am joined today by my good friend Hans. Hi. That's him right there. And of course, the Dylan. Yes. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today uh, Stern Munster Spinball, which we talked about last episode, I believe, a little bit. I we believe did. we did. Yeah, and Hans got to play one of those PlayStation Classics, sitting at around forty five dollars, which is it says a lot about that system.
1: And awesome for you, yes. If you and I want to play Super Puzzle Fighter. I bought one. <laughs> uh, a new
0: undocumented NES Championship turns up on Reddit with a it's worth a lot of money. Uh, only. Let's see, is this... this, is, uh, that, this, this keep going, this, that's this, the same. It, keeps, it continues. <laughs> Mario Kart sells for $100,000, and I do not understand why, but Hans will tell us. Really? Uh, and we got more, some new games on the Switch will tell you which ones. And uh, Sega, as opposed to PlayStation, when they made their little mini PlayStation and just put a bunch of games on that no one cared about, Sega is actually asking for input on Twitter, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, then we are going to talk today about beat-em-ups, which Intel... Two days ago, I did not realize we're really all that different than hack and slashes, but apparently hack and slash games. My dog's barking again. It's the danger of the recording at home. We're going to talk about beat them up, so it'll be fun. Uh, or did, did we did we strictly uh, cut out hack and slash games? There will be one or two mentions of hack and slash
2: and run and gun, but mostly
0: tonight will be
2: side scrolling beat em ups.
0: I love Gold Max, <laughs> man. I can't, we hack can't and leave flash, that out. Run and we gun. We can't leave that out. What's the difference? Okay, we'll talk about it in a second. All right, so first off, uh, let's talk. Have any have of you guys been playing anything 8 bit ish? I mean, obviously Hans has because that's what he does, but I sure haven't. Have you, Dylan? I mean, Tetris. Tetris is an 8 bit game. You're playing Tetris 99, though, right? Yeah.
1: And <laughs> well, I, I was playing classic Tetris as well to practice <laughs> because I have no. I, I'm not at the level to um succeed in tetris 99
0: my favorite thing about dylan when he talks about tetris is that first of all he talks about tetris as if it's something that i spent like my entire childhood playing he's like man you guys to be an adam's like you guys are just so good at tetris <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> What
1: adam specifically is pretty good at tetris <laughs> i
0: don't know you watched me play tetris at yeah what, was, last was year? And he's impressive. like wow you are really good at tetris i'm like yeah Cool. I did get number one on that Tetris machine when we were playing, yeah. so that's something. Uh, have you been playing any, besides this we're talking about today, Hans, have you been playing anything exciting? You went to like a, a a whole festival of retro nerdiness, right?
2: I did. A couple weeks ago, the Louisville Arcade Expo happened. Uh, we spent the whole weekend there. Uh, there were probably, I would say, 150 arcade games and maybe about the same in pinball machines. Mm. Uh, there were three or four rooms full of different consoles uh, computers all the way back to whenever there was a LAN area playing old Unreal Tournament, things like that. Um, it was just a weekend of complete nerdiness and fun. Um, lots of retro games, lots of joust, lots of burger time, things like that.
0: Burger time! Just, so I have two questions, I guess. Is 150 pinball machines like all in the same room just or even in the same area? Is that just obscenely loud? It's like Las it, Vegas.
2: It, yeah, it is very... Actually, that's a very good Analogy, it is very much like Vegas, and then every night they had two or three bands playing, so oh. it got even worse in this whole big area. You know, it was one big convention center, you know, room. So
0: that sounds was, like so much fun.
2: It is a blast. Um, there are ones all around. You know, if they're they're growing, there's in California, Texas, Atlanta. You know, look around, do some searching. You might be able to find a retro arcade pinball fest near you.
0: There is actually one here in Tacoma. It's actually one of the biggest. I think it's specifically pinball, I think. Um, and it's one of the bigger pinball things every year and every single year since I moved here there's been a conflict where I couldn't go. Now, so you should
2: check it out. We're yeah. pretty lucky here in the Midwest. It turns out that Midway and Stern and a bunch of arcade game manufacturers and pinball machine makers started out in Chicago. So
0: Oh, interesting.
2: You know, Earth of them around here. But while I was there, uh I did get to check out the new Stern Monsters pinball. I also actually played Deadpool quite a bit. The new Deadpool oh, nice. pinball machine which I'm in love with and I want one.
0: Now before we go into into Stern Monsters Monsters pinball, you you cheated on us we're on another podcast, right? Not yet. No, I didn't. They got they were too big
2: and yeah, I was going to cheat uh, for the Broken Token podcast, but unfortunately, uh, our schedules didn't line up. So. Ah,
0: bummer. Yeah, That's too too bad. Yeah, they actually followed me on Facebook the other day, so shout out to Broken Token. They yeah. uh, tell me about their podcast a little bit. We'll, uh, I mean, you know, they're, we'll uh, they
2: are them. a long form podcast. They're three or four hour long podcasts. Um, they do it once a month. So it's worth listening to. It really is. Um, they cover all kinds of classic arcade pinball stuff, but what's really neat about they not only cover news and talk about their collections, who they, the two guys, Brent and Whitney, both have amazing collections. Um, they actually go through repair stuff, right? So they'll break into, Hey, here's what we did this month to fix this on this machine or, you know, this monitor needed this kind of repair. And so that's really nice to listen to and kind of, you know, I've, Learned so much just from listening to their podcast. So I
0: tell you, man, I I wish I wish I had the time to do like a three or four hour podcast. I think that would be so fun. It's it's so hard to find just like the hour hour and a half that we do. But man, I would love to do just the the three four just two three people just sitting around and, and bullshitting. That'd be great.
2: It's a good time. They broadcast all day f- or most of the day Friday, most of the day Saturday, and some of Sunday. So they were live broadcasting the whole time, and then they'll cut cut up their live broadcast and you know space it out over the next few months too so you know,
0: that's really cool. cool well shout out to, to broken token go listen to those guys Yeah. uh so so finally we'll get to stern Munster's pinball now as i remember you said that this didn't really thrill you when you uh, saw it originally right i mean no you know, it, it really, you know, in the
2: 90s, when the Adams Family movies came out, there uh, was a very popular and still, I think, actually, between it and Twilight Zone, it's one of the most produced pinball machines out there. Oh, yeah. The Adams Family pinball machine. Um, and that still fetches, you know, seven or eight grand in good condition. So, I mean, that's wow. a really popular pinball machine, uh, which is actually more than most new pinball machines, quite honestly. Um, but I don't know what Stern was thinking here. Gary – The owners getting old, maybe you know, (laughs) he remembered his youth, or they thought, hey, you know, uh oh, so there's a there's a company called Chicago Coin that make pinball machines, and they are remaking a machine from the 90s right now called Monster Bash. So there are a lot of monster games coming out. Spooky Pinballs putting out a uh, Alice Cooper pinball machine uh, that is full of monsters and things. So they, Vinny will they, be very excited. Yes, I'm sure. Actually, I think I sent it to him already, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what they were doing with this license. It's kind of strange. They've had some really killer licenses lately. You know, um, like I said, Deadpool, Ghostbusters, guardians of the galaxy. Um, the, they had the Beatles, which, you know, I'm not too super excited about, but it was, it was a big <gasps> one.
0: I love the Beatles, man. That's cool.
2: Um, yeah. It's a neat pinball machine. It's fun to play. You know, they had, um, Let's see what else other than the Beatles recently. Oh boy, it's just blanking. But, anyways, they've had a bunch of really good titles. Batman 66 was one of them. And then for Munsters to come out, it's kind of like, well, you know, so I played it. It's a neat game, but, and the play field's cool too, but I'm just not sure the the theme's not going to grab me. You know, there's only so many times you can, you know, hear the Dracula theme song and not think of Rob Zombie.
0: Where? Is it Rob Zombie?
2: No, well, no, not originally. The originally the monsters, you know, they had the Dracula. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Samples and all that. But anyways, oh yeah. So it was, eh, it was not. It was okay. Yeah, and but Deadpool, Deadpool is really cool, and I hope you guys get a chance to check it out somewhere soon because it actually like. Incorporates video game stuff into it, like the pinball field will go dead, and you'll actually like do street fighter things with the flippers and stuff up on the uh the LCD. It's really fun,
0: that's way cool. I'm actually thinking about you know, I was there, I was in Portland like almost a month ago today, actually, and uh, I was like three blocks away from ground control, yeah, and I didn't go um i was well ground control after five i think or after six 21. is 21 is 21 older and i had my kid with me so we went and played blow in the dark mini golf instead there um you. which was fun but i i need to go down there and just like spend an overnight on a friday or a, overnight on a saturday and and go because I, I think you're gonna see more stuff like that there i wouldn't be shocked at all if they have that and a bunch oh, of other stuff i haven't do. played so yeah yeah, have to do it. Okay, next up, uh, PlayStation Classics are man, they're what half a step away from giving these away in a box of cereal.
2: I mean, pretty close actually. You know, right after I put this in our in our show notes, I saw for thirty five dollars on Rakuten or something. You know, um, so who knows how low these are going to go? But it just seems uh, like they are you know trying to get rid of them at this point.
0: I paid forty for mine at Walmart. Um, and I, I literally did it only to get Super Puzzle Fighter, um, which I've played, played on it now, and it's so good. God, that game is so good. But uh, you know, and and they're fine. Like they look like a little teeny PlayStation. The controllers feel like PlayStation controllers, which ah, uh, but they is, don't.
2: Right? They're missing joysticks.
0: No, they're missing the analog piece of the joystick. The, I don't think – man, now you have me second-guessing myself. I don't believe so. I think they look – and I think they're the exact same as a a PlayStation 1 joystick, um, I believe. But regardless, you know, uh, they're fine. The interface is fine. Um, They're a pain in the butt to unwrap, though. Like, they – every single piece is like zip tied and put in plastic and put in a box and put it like it took me 10 minutes just to unwrap it so I don't know and you know like it was fine and I set it up and it it works really easy and for a game specifically like Puzzle Fighter it's actually probably the easiest way to play it um, if you don't have an Xbox 360 sitting around um, it's probably the cheapest way to play it too if you don't have an Xbox 360 sitting around so you know it's fine like I there's a handful of other games that I probably will open up and play maybe a little bit. But again, it's, it's like the form factor of these things is a pain. The, the USB controllers for them are only like six feet long, maybe. So you have to sit right next to it, which is just unreasonable in today's age. Um, you know, they take up another HDMI port, which I don't know about you guys, but I have three in my TV plus a five-way splitter, and I still don't have enough HDMI cables, you know, ports for my TV. So <laughs> I don't know; cool. it's fine, but I I wouldn't pay more than forty bucks for one. I think that that's about about where you're going to go. So, are you going to buy one, Dylan?
1: I'm considering it for this game that I've never played that I want to play because it's apparently been explained to me that it is very enjoyable.
0: Okay, so I, 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 mm, I was playing it might, this week or a couple weeks ago at Lax. Tomorrow might not be the best day to do it just because we've got a lot of stuff going on, but our our. The person who shares an office with us is on vacation tomorrow and she sits uh-huh. next to the TV that's in our office. Right. So if there was a day for me to bring it to work, tomorrow would be the day for me to bring it to work. So, maybe we'll you should do it over lunch. Yeah. One thing, uh, the problem is, is we're actually having a St. Patrick's Day lunch tomorrow, so it's, <laughs> no. yeah, that's yeah, tomorrow. It's, there's actually and I did not sign up to bring anything for the potluck, so I guess <laughs> I'm going to Walmart tomorrow. You can bring your leftover pie. That pie's for me, Dylan. Uh,
1: I said leftover.
0: <laughs> what makes you think if you there's no leftover?
1: I'm going to eat if a you eat the whole pie, I won't be offended. But I'm having a slice
0: for for dinner after you know for dessert tonight, and then I'm having breakfast pie tomorrow morning. So you, so you cut it in half, two slices, yeah, two slices of pie. I might let my wife and kid have a small sliver of pie. Well, well, so. well, they didn't stop and buy pie. <laughs> they did, exactly right. <laughs> I'm hoping they stop and buy ice cream though. Oh, breakfast um, pie breakfast pie is the bomb man um but yeah I mean whatever it'll be fine uh tell me about this undocumented NES championship cart that apparently is worth a bajillion dollars oh my
2: god it's incredible so back in the day um yeah I, you all remember you all saw the wizard where of course I did I love that did. movie um Dylan have you seen the wizard I With guarantee Fred you he Cameron has not showed. I don't think so so this movie was kind of incredible because that's the first place you got to see Super Mario 3 footage um, you you got if you went to the movie they were actually playing it in the in the movie but anyways um, there was actually a Nintendo Championship back in the day uh, in the early 90s and there were these cartridges and you would play oh boy I'm gonna get this wrong there were three games on it and the cartridge was made so first you would play like Super Mario Brothers for X amount of minutes, then you would play Tetris for X amount of, or no, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, then some racing game for X amount of minutes. And then you'd finish with Tetris and they do some crazy scorings. And in these championships, whoever won, you know, got money and fame and all that kind of thing. Uh, what they also got was this, the NES championship cart. And no one knows how many of them were made. Um, they, they have now identified, uh, 118 of these carts, right? So there were 90 of these championships given out, and then they must've given out some others. Only 118 exist that we know of plus 26 that are the same, but they're gold. Like the Zelda cartridge was that you got through a Nintendo power, um, giveaway.
0: That is crazy.
2: It's nuts. Um, but what's even nuttier is that, um, these carts will go from 15 to $20,000. Um, and that's collector to collector. Are to they collect. playable? I oh, mean yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. on them? Um, the three games. In, like, oh. You, you get to the championship, right? So it's there's you can't actually even play the full games, I don't think. You get to play the X amount of minutes of the, you know. And there are dip switches, so maybe they're changeable. I've never had one in my possession to see because <laughs> they're
0: $20,000. $20,000, so, yeah. Um, Someday. <laughs>
2: But so, yeah, this guy was going through the, his attic uh, he, trying to help his brother out because his brother fell in some hard times and found his brother was actually one of the champions. He wasn't a champion, but he was at the champions and advanced fairly far in Seattle uh, back I've the been day. there. Yeah, you have. And <laughs> so he found this and didn't know what it was, put it up on Reddit, and by God, it exploded. So Holy cow! He's actually had it documented. They took it apart. They made sure it was one of these, and there hasn't been one found in a couple of years. So this is a pretty big deal, right? Because this is what they call undocumented, right? No one knows about it. So yeah. Um, so How this one crazy. may actually go for more. We don't know yet. He hasn't actually sold it, which is I man, it'd be hard not to sell that right away when I found oh. out. You know.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah. On one hand, like twenty grand's a lot, but at the same time. Like having a piece of Nintendo history like that that are so limited. Like, I would be. Something tells me that you would be way tempted to sell that for twenty grand right now, and really, really, really regret that probably the second it sold. You know?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it it, it would be a very hard. It would be a hard choice, but I don't think it'd be one that I would struggle for too long.
0: And tell me if I'm wrong too, but like the the life of a cart like that actually working is probably limited. Nope, forever. They really would last forever.
2: Oh, it's 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 just like the arcade games, right? If you don't mess them up, they're they're solid state. It's there's nothing in them that would.
0: So the cart itself your... wouldn't degrade. No, the, you'd be fine. Oh yeah. well, in in that case, I don't know. It still would be hard. It's true. I mean, hard.
2: You know, the the reason Nintendos fail and the reason Nintendo cartridges fail most of the time is because, one, the original Nintendo and the whole lockdown thing, you know, you put the card in and lock down. Yep. That was really hard on the pins, not only in the cartridge, but also the Uh, pins in the back of the Nintendo. And that's why I actually have one here, which is not good to show on a podcast. But I have uh, replacement pin sets for my Nintendos, so I can just... And then, you know, most of the time you clean up the card a little bit with some alcohol and some yeah. scrubbers and it,
0: don't blow on it. You no
2: know, blowing. I mean, that's dumb.
0: It just makes it worse. Yeah. Interesting. Um,
2: but Interesting. yeah, I mean, that's 99% of the problems with a Nintendo is either that or the lockout chip, which is you can disable by cutting. A
0: pin. <laughs> if you ever want to see an uh, amazing amount of nerd rage, go on the IMDb and look up the like mistakes from the wizard. The wizard, right?
1: Yeah, 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 the yeah. wizard. The, the, wiz wiz is is the, the wizard is that wizard really terrible? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible movie. Uh,
0: go look up the the mistakes for the wizard. It is like a billion nerds going like quite clearly. If you look at that video, it is not the game they are actually playing. You can tell it's hilarious. There's just there's like fifty of them. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, so speaking, I guess of games that are selling for obscene amounts of money. Tell us about a uh, Super Mario Brothers for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So
2: I thought the twenty grand was incredible until I saw this. So. This will blow your mind. Nintendo actually was producing those Super Mario Brother cartridges, not Super Mario Duck Hunt or Super, you know, the pack ins, but the Super Mario Brothers single in a cartridge form until uh, about 1994. Right? Wow. So it really went a long time. But it turns out that this auction house and you know found this cart that was very limited run <laughs> and the stickers and everything about it and the way it was wrapped. I guess they could tell, and it's been verified that this was like one of the first X amount of carts that was ever produced of Super Mario Brothers.
0: Interesting. Uh,
2: So someone spent a hundred grand on that. Now, to me, that's not you know it was graded and all that and verified. I mean, (laughs) the the championship cart makes a lot more sense for spending money. Way cooler. Yeah. Way cooler. Because I, you know, you couldn't even break out the Mario Kart, the Super Mario Brothers cart and play it, right? It's, you know, sealed like a comic book is graded or something. It's the same way. The the cartridge itself was graded.
0: Um, I... That seems silly.
2: It is. But, you know, someone had a lot of money and some auction house got really lucky.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, uh... (laughs) Hmm. I, the, the most interesting part of that story for me is I didn't know that you could buy Super Mario separate. <laughs>
2: I had no idea, honestly. I mean, Why I've never actually it? seen one that's not a Duck Hunt or a, uh, track, not track and field, the Nintendo version of track and field.
0: Why it was, do you think there was a point in time where an NES didn't have Mario as a pack-in? Like, was there a version of the NES that didn't have that as a pack-in? Like maybe as it got later in the run, they wanted to release a cheaper one or something. I wonder if the ones you got with the Robbie or the Power
2: Glove didn't have it.
0: Oh, that they could
2: have be games, possibly.
0: That could be. Yeah, I'm like I can't even I, like I don't I didn't know it existed, and and then I was like I don't know why it would exist. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, you could be right that there were just versions of it that didn't. So uh, or yeah,
2: maybe there were the you know the cheaper version that didn't actually release with a game. Yeah. You
0: know yeah, that's interesting. Oh, well, that, that's dumb. Don't, don't spend $100,000. There's, there's so many things you could spend $100,000 on that aren't that. Um, so uh, if you are a subscriber to the Nintendo online service, does it have a name or is it just the Nintendo online service? I don't know. I think that's it. it. Is Inti- yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's a bad name. They should come up with something better than that, um, which I still have not done. Have you done it, Dylan?
1: Uh, yes. Good I, um, job. Yeah. Yeah, did I, have I not play, done Tetris you play Tetris 99? Because
0: you played Tetris 99. <laughs> is that the reason you did it? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> to
1: try that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I still have not done it. I should. It's 20 bucks. It's dumb for me not to, even if it's just for cloud backups. Uh, new games coming out uh, on the, I guess, kind of virtual console-esque thing. Kid Icarus and Star Tropic. Kid Icarus is a is a pretty good game. I like that a lot. Uh, and Kirby and Zelda 2. Do you have any idea what's special about those? Those are the, oh, the nice. new... It's like they've been doing in the – I don't know what they – like in the, the special
2: version of Zelda 1, they give you, you know, the sword and all the, yeah. the stuff. So it just makes it easier for you to get through the game. Like Metroid, they give you all the stuff. So they're just, you know, giving you upgraded versions to make the games easier like we talked about last time. That's um, great. And honestly, don't look over Star Tropics if you've never played that. that I love that game. That is a very good platformer.
0: I'm not sure if I have or not. It I I, I, I need to buy into this and try it. Um, you do.
2: StarTropics is – it, yeah, it is kind of a sleeper hit for a while, but it really is a good one.
0: And I think like Zelda 2, I think it's kind of an unpopular opinion, but that was – I loved that game. I was a big Zelda 2 fan. I, I the funny thing is, is I loved the first Zelda, and I loved Zelda 2, and I loved um, – uh, the third one? <laughs> what, what, holy crap. My brain just uh, broke. A Link, Link, to, uh, Link to the Past. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, like All I could think of was Breath of the Wild. I'm like, that is not right. <laughs> and I love Link to the Past. And then I did not play another Zelda game until Breath of the Wild. I don't know what happened. but
2: I, I am pretty close to that. I think I picked it back up with Wind but...
0: Yeah, I, I really, I really strongly considered doing, like, a live stream of just starting at Zelda 1 and live streaming all of them. And then I realized that a bunch of them in the middle are, like, 40, 50, 60-hour games and decided that was dumb. So, whatever. Uh, so, the NES Mini came out. And I think it had a... a pretty good selection of games. The SNES Mini came out and had a pretty good selection of games. I mean, obviously, when you're talking about uh, consoles that people love that much and uh, have so many great games on them, people are always going to be sad that they missed something. PlayStation came out, and I don't think anybody liked the selection of games on that. Like, it was... There was a lot of good games missing, but um, it did have Puzzle Fighter, so I was happy. Um, Sega looks like they are trying to avoid that by asking on Twitter what games they should include on the Sega Mini. Now, do you know is this this is uh, assumably Genesis games? It is the Genesis.
2: It's the Mega Drive, so it will mm. be the Sega Mega Drive Mini. So it's it is Genesis level, um, and they are there right now. They're doing this, so go check out their Twitter polls if you're interested. <laughs> Um, hopefully you know I, I'm sure we'll get Sonic and Altered Beast and yeah. Golden Axe but you know probably one or two of the fantasy stars but they, you know they're diving into their catalog and saying hey do people want to play these things which I think is really cool I mean I think you're right Agreed. the the NES and the SNES both gave us a good selection of games but you know having this kind of opinion being able to voice my opinion and maybe make it worthwhile is pretty cool did
0: you just call it a SNES a SNES yeah so we did a poll on our podcast uh, oh, main no. podcast, like, I don't know, I'm going to say six months ago. And the choices were, do you call it an SNES, a SNES, or a SNES? And the over, like, we did a poll on Facebook and on Twitter. The overwhelming thing was, who the hell says SNES? And apparently the answer is Hans. I say <laughs> uh, yes. Literally, like, everyone was like, huh, SNES? SNES. So, uh, all right. Um I you know, I'm trying to think of like what games I would really really want on a Sega Mini and to me, it's I'm sure the ones that are all going to be on there. I, I I had a Genesis when I was a kid, but it was always like the second fiddle to my NES and SNES. So you know, it's going to be the columns and the the oddly enough, I played a lot of sports games on my Genesis at the time, which is weird because I don't care about sports um, and I don't play sports games, but I played a lot of like the Tecmo Super Bowls and the Maddens and the basketball, you know, whatever NBA Live was back then. So I'm you know, outside the things you mentioned, I can't think of anything offhand that I would desperately want is there anything that you guys can think of that would really float your your particular boat on a genesis mini i mean other
2: than just the uh regular sonic games you know the street rage series which we'll talk yeah, about yeah. a little bit came out on genesis that was really good um I'm trying to think what else See, i'm actually looking at a list oh mortal kombat actually had blood
0: the oh you know uh, mortal kombat Not only had blood, but didn't it also like Mortal Kombat was way easier to play in the Genesis because it actually had a six button controller as opposed to the NES where you had to use, or the SNES where you had to use the shoulder buttons. Yep. So I remember that. Yeah. Definitely remember that. Um, But I
2: think, you know, you said columns, and that's a big one for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think you're right. They're going to do a pretty good job of putting, you know.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. Again, like I'm not a big fan of any of the the minis. Like I don't, I own the PlayStation one just because it was cheap. I don't own an NES. I didn't buy an SNES. Um, I'm not sure I'd buy a Genesis one either. Like, like I said, the real problem is is that like I just don't I don't have an arcade in my basement, and so they all have to live in my living room, which is is kind of a pain, and I just don't have enough HDMI slots to run them either so you just need a second tv for classic consoles just need a second t i will as soon as we are with this podcast i will go tell my wife i'm like honey we were talking and han said i just need a second tv for classic consoles and and i think he's right and we'll see how far i sleep on the couch tonight i mean um, i could say you need a basement i do need a basement but like seattle man like the water table's real low here so i don't know if i want the floating arcade I, i'm not sure that's a good idea you just have to put all your cabinets like i don't know you it's like sandbag around them or something i'm not i'm not sure so anywho, who they
1: stilts i mean pinball machines are in stilts it's perfect
0: pinball
2: machines are definitely arcade games not so much i would put all men on stilts because they're all too short but that <laughs> is that's my no. problem I can't wait to see you in front of an arcade one-up cabinet. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be—it's <laughs>
1: it's so funny. <laughs> He's not even gonna be
2: able
0: to see it. It's gonna not be like ridiculous. Kindergartner. We need to—we need to start planning our our trip to Indiana. That's got to happen this year. Um, all right. So now we are going to talk about beat em ups. Um, I, I think the the thing that I found most interesting when we started talking about kind of the research of this was. I guess I'd never you know, I said beat em up and I'm like that's just any side scrolling game where you like hit things, right? And apparently in the pantheon of micro sub things like there is a clear definition between a beat em up and a run-and-gun, which I didn't even think about until today, and a hack-and-slash. So I guess maybe we should start with defining uh, what a beat-em-up is and how it differs from a hack-and-slash.
2: Well, don't forget the Metroidvania, too. That's a whole different category as well.
0: True, yeah. Which Um, I I guess I would say a Metroidvania... Well, I can't even say that. So I guess what, what would differentiate a Metroidvania is the idea that you are going to level up and come back through the area that you were in before um, and have a map that opens up new things and that you can use those new abilities to get to places you couldn't access before right
2: that, that's yeah. that right that seems to be the mm-hmm. the the general consensus or at least it will be for us i think that's uh, who else matters we define exactly. these things um, so yeah hack and slash you're going to think like you know we'll talk about golden axe because i think it's very important but golden axe was kind of the Uh, or gauntlet those were the you know a hack and slash right so it's fantasy uh
0: themes kind of thing you have a sword you have an axe you have maybe magic yeah but definitely definitely where you're using weapons to defeat your enemies as opposed to your fists
2: yes and then a run and gun would be things like contra right so you have nice big guns or even like in a way metal slug, except in metal slug gear are in a tank, right? A lot of times, but so
0: be, before you go any further, like <laughs> I, I think like I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of get this set in my mind. I think I might like run and gun games the best, but but maybe I, I love some golden ax, man. And I also love some double dragon. So I don't know. Anyways, we're going to talk about mostly beat them ups, Probably with some other stuff because we love them I don't know maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a running gun and uh beat 'em up episode two. who knows who knows what happens anyway, first beat em up we decided was well uh,
2: I think the first yeah the first major for reals beat beat 'em up side scroller would be kung fu master
0: okay um, and that was in uh, way earlier. Oh no! Okay, so eighty four, but we we did run across one that came out in like seventy seven, seventy eight, right? Yeah,
2: but it was more. Uh, they they kind of wanted to say it was that, but it wasn't side scrolling. You know, uh, it was more like Street Fighter, where you just were presented an enemy, you punched him to death, and then a new enemy would appear. Right?
0: I I refuse to accept that. So yeah. first, first beat him up, Kung Fu Master. I have never played this game.
2: Oh, I just played it for like an hour at Louisville. Almost bought it. I wish I had now. <laughs> Quite honestly, I love this. This is literally. One of my favorite games, it was ported to the Commodore 64. And this was one of those games that, you know, I just played for hours on end.
0: So coming off of this thing, I've seen you on Facebook say like, man, I really wish I'd bought that like eight times. D- did you buy anything or do you just wish you bought a lot of things
2: uh, at Louisville? No, I did not buy anything this this trip. And now you're sad about it. I am fairly sad about it. Yes, Um, there have been around Louisville. There were some acquisitions uh, that I have made this month and last month. So we'll talk about those when they're actually in my hot little hands.
0: I take my I take it back. I have 100 percent played Kung Fu Master and this game is great. I just didn't realize what it was called. This game is super fun. I I wonder if I had this on. I can't remember if I played this on the Commodore. I think I probably played this. Did it? Did it get ported like the NES?
2: Everything. Yeah, it was called Kung Fu on the NES.
0: Yeah, I I have notes. Yeah, no, I definitely played that. Yep, just made new files. All right, so Dylan, uh, Dylan's internet went to, uh, kaput. The, 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 to kaput, which I like. And so we had to stop there for a second. <laughs> it went kaput, Cliff, not to kaput. <laughs> to kaput. Oh, I thought kaput was like a, a country. Like, Oh, it is. Sounds like, I don't know, maybe that's Middle a long. That's a long way for my internet to go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are back, and uh, we just finished talking about Kung Fu Master. I don't know exactly where you got... Uh, where you got knocked off, Dylan. I'm hoping it was after we finished talking about Kung Fu Master. So we will see. If we miss something, I I apologize. I don't don't either. Anyway, Kung Fu Master was great. I have played it on the NES. It was good. Next up, uh, 1985 Renegade by Technos, which I do not think I've played, but I thought that about the last one, too. This was a super popular one in the arcade.
2: This was the, like, right before Technos put out Double Dragon, right? So this was, like, the... Precursor to that um, This one actually kind of Created the what we know As a side-scrolling beat-em-up Although it only side-scrolled one screen So it wasn't continuous side-scrolling It would just go over one But you did get the kick button, the punch button, and the jump button So all, you know, you three-button Four-way joystick That was, you know
0: I have part. 100% played this game And I've actually played it relatively recently, too <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad um, <laughs> Great game. Um, so now did Technos make Double Dragon as well? They did. Uh, 2
2: years later it came out and this is this is what we consider or we the internet considers the golden age of beat em ups with Double Dragon start. That's was, what
0: I consider it too.
2: So the nice thing about Double Dragon is you got those three buttons but this time it full side scrolling multiple levels but two players could play at the same time. Yep. So this is where you could first go with your buddy and do co-op.
0: I absolutely adored Double Dragon and was – like I don't know how many quarters I pumped in that machine. It, they had it at the 7-Eleven by my house and so we'd go um, – like during the summer, we'd walk to 7-Eleven and get Slurpees and play Double Dragon and I – Never, it didn't matter how much money I put in that game, could never get past like a probably one of the like kind of mini boss dudes, like just couldn't do it, didn't matter. And then I got that game later and played it on a Raspberry Pi or played it on something where I could continue indefinitely and was so disappointed to find out that I was only like four minutes away from beating that game. It was just so so disappointing
2: yeah that was one of the first big quarter droppers right you know you'd come back and it only had four or five levels and actually a lot of these beat-em-ups are like that where they scroll for a while but really you only get four or five levels with a bad guy a big one at the end yep um and double dragon uh fun fact is one of two games that i've I've ever sold out of my collection really for that very reason, I got real sick of it real fast,
0: unfortunately, <laughs> right? That's actually really fair. That's really fair. Like, I mean, I once you've beaten that game, I've probably beaten it twice. I think I beat it. Now that I think about it, the two times I've beat it weren't on an emulator, I don't think. I think I beat them um, in Salt Lake, where I used to live. They have a nickel arcade where you can play unlimited games for like you pay an entrance fee and then it's five cents per game. And I, I beat it both times there, I think. And you're right. Once you've done it once or twice, there's not. Not a whole lot of reason to probably do it again. So, oh well. Um, so and then, but, uh, oh, go ahead, love sorry. that game. No, no, I was just gonna say like I love Double Dragon, it's oh, such yeah. a great game.
2: I mean, we got an animated series out of it, a terrible movie. It was, you know, there, there was a lot of... Uh, that game has no plot. How do you make yeah. a movie and animated series off of it? Well, they're two brothers fighting bad guys to get their girlfriends back or something, you know. I mean, there's something there. I don't
0: know. It's just the plot of Supernatural pretty much, isn't it? I mean, yeah. They
2: yeah. I mean, they made an animated series out of Super Mario Brothers. That's so true. And a movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know...
0: We should do some sort of like live commentary. Can we do like a riff tracks on the uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie?
2: We should do that on all video game movies and then Dylan could watch the oh he took his headphones off. He could watch the whiz. Dude, wizard.
0: this Yeah. That's a that's a really solid idea. <laughs> like that's a really solid idea where we just like hit play hmm. and then riff on it. Yeah, so that we can
2: that can be Dylan's first viewing of the wizard. That'd be a good time. That's that,
0: yeah, we should do that. That's a great idea. Okay, uh, next up, uh, (laughs) bad
1: dudes versus dragon ninja.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so everybody and their brother,
1: dragon ninja. Ninja.
2: The what
1: I vote on, dragon ninja. Oh
2: no, he got it solely based
1: on name. That's fair. I know bad dudes is pretty good though.
2: Bad dudes is amazing. And this, you know, after Double Dragon came out, everybody and their brother, so you'll see a lot of different uh, programming studios get into the game here. Um, Data East was with Bad Dudes, and honestly, Bad Dudes is probably my favorite just because it's amazing, and it did add powered-up attacks, so if you held down that attack button, you do a a stronger attack, and it had really cool cutscenes.
0: So, remind me, is Bad Dudes, and it may not be, and I I can't remember, it's another game I've actually beaten relatively recently, what's the one at the end where you literally rescue Ronald Reagan, and then he's like... And he's like, hey, bad dudes, let's go get a cheeseburger. That's bad dudes. God, that's a, like, I remember beating that game and going, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's literally, pretty, what? It's President Ronnie. <laughs> that's it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not Ronald Reagan. Definitely yeah. not. It's <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. amazing.
2: So, you know, after bad dudes, we get, you know, Sega comes into the into it with Shinobi Uh, golden axe altered beast so they really start pumping things out not only into the arcade but on the genesis as well you know altered beast was one of the first pack-ins you know for genesis before it got replaced by sonic
0: i adored altered beast um one of my one of the most interesting things Mm -hmm. that i have uh, i guess know about altered beast is that every version of that is slightly different like so if you play it in the arcade and then load up the nes and then the ses and the genesis and the game boy like that game is like interestingly different between each of those um different fidelity different graphics different everything it was really interesting to like load up a raspberry pi and go like oh these are all significantly different uh, but, man, I, another game I dropped a ton of quarters into back in the day. Same with Golden Axe. I was also very disappointed to find out that Golden Axe is only, like, 15 minutes long. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I mean, Altered Beast is the same way. And Shinobi Shinobi is awful hard, you know. Uh, really hard. She, or Shega. Sega had Shinobi, whereas, you know, Nintendo had Ninja Gaiden. Yep. Gaiden, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so we get into this where everybody's flooding the market. And then our, our favorite, Technos, the guys who created this, and they also made Super Dodgeball. Alpha,
0: Holy crap! Which, they made Super Dodgeball, yeah,
2: which is about the best game ever.
0: It is literally the best game ever.
2: Um, so this just totally set them into bankruptcy. Oh. Um, Capcom came in in '89 with Final Fight, and Final Fight, I believe, is like made the most money of all of these games. Right? Really? So it was a three-player right, so you could play three players at the same time.
0: Interesting. Um,
2: and that. Basically said, Supposedly, this is what killed Technos, but they did get River City Ransom out right before they died.
0: That's a great game, and there's actually someone's kind of rebooting that right now, aren't they?
2: That's what I heard. I haven't really looked into it much. Uh, you know, I, I hope it's not on Kickstarter.
0: No, I. You know, I don't. I don't remember. Final Fight was a great game. Final um, Fight was great. Yeah. And and uh, the, yeah, that's yeah. I'm, River City Ransom. I want to see River City. I swear someone's doing something with it. It's, like, right outside the edge of my head, so whatever. Uh, all right, so take us take us into, like, my favorites. Take, take oh. me in, take me into X – or, no, not – yeah, yeah, we're going in. Take yeah. me into Konami. Take me into Teenage oh. Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Simpsons and The Sunset yeah. Riders and The X-Men. This is
2: 1991, about the time all this is coming to a head. You know, Capcom's entered the market. Technos is out of the market. Um, Sega and the Genesis are – uh, going out in the arcade, you know, the arcade scene is kind of dying right now, right? Yep. I mean, it really is, right? What saved the arcade scene in the nineties honestly was Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2. However, this really helped the Konami came out with these four-player arcade cabinets that everyone remembers and you've mentioned a lot of them. We had, you know, starting out it started with Train Ninja Turtles. And then we had the Simpsons game where you could, you know, hit people with Marge's vacuum cleaner, you know, and Simpsons and TMNT both had huge market share in the early 90s. And we're just making bank. Right. Um, then we saw Sunset Riders, which was kind of a Wild West version. I'd almost consider Sunset Riders um, a run and gun. Yeah. As you had guns and rode on horses. Yeah. You know, it. it In my world, it all fits in the same cabinet. All of these Konami four-player games all fit in the same cabinet, which is real nice. I can just pop the board in and out of my
0: cabinet. How easy is it to switch something like
2: that out? Ten minutes. Really? Yeah, I mean, and most of those minutes is pulling the game out from the wall and opening up the back, finding the key. I mean, it's... So, In, which
0: one of these do you own? I know you own at least one.
2: I own an X Men and a Simpsons.
0: Oh, so um, good. you both of those? I do.
2: Teenage Mutant is about $400 a board right now. Wow. Actually, they've all gone up quite a bit. Um, so yeah i got in luckily i found both of those in a warehouse raid and they cost me practically nothing so we won't have that too much but i got very lucky just to say but uh so but the really cool thing here i think is not only did all these games come out gi joe bucky o'hare my favorite cowboys of Moo mesa which someday i'll have to show you it was a familiar uh like six episode tv show and they paid a bunch of money for Konami to make. It's basically Sunset Riders with cow, cows as cowboys. <laughs> That's
1: um, amazing.
2: It's super good. Uh, but anyways, you know, they got all Konami got all these great properties. They released all these games, but then X Men was the last, and they actually came out with and I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. They have a six-player cabinet. So in X-Men, you can actually choose from six different characters. And they have a six-player cabinet with two monitors in it, two 27-inch monitors, one sitting down with a mirror projecting it, and the other one sitting up. You know, they link them together. It kind of looks a little hazy in the middle, but it's not too bad. Nope. Yeah, six players at the same time in this massive cabinet.
0: I have played one of those, and oh. it's, um, it's like... I'm gonna say you're gonna to wanna to be really good friends with the six people or the five other people you're playing with because okay, cool. those are are very close and there are a, there are definitely uh, positions. On that cabinet that are better to play as than than the other ones, especially like if you're not left-handed. I guess <laughs> you are left-handed though, right, Hans? Yes, I am. So, so that I, works for I you.
2: Stick the very far left, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. um, I adore those games more than anything in the world. I've I've beaten. Same thing, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Simpsons. I, you know, I want to say I've played Sunset Riders, but I, I can't even say that with a, a great degree of certainty. But love X Men, and I'm super disappointed that I didn't know there is a GI Joe one, and now I really want to play it. I've, I had no idea. I've never seen that one before.
2: Yeah, there's GI Joe. There's actually a second ter- uh, Turtles game called Turtles in Time, uh, which is also very good. They just they you know they flooded the market with these yep. and made bank on them, of course. And like I said, I you know that really. Help save the arc, you know, it was the last dying gasp of the arcades.
0: Is they, And I'm trying to remember, is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 1 the same one that got released on the SNES? Is it the same thing? Because I know I've played it on the SNES 2, and I'm trying to remember if they're the same game or not.
2: I haven't played it in so long. I'd have to go it's back. It's been a
0: long time, yeah. I know yeah. the NES
2: one was very different, right? Because you went down in tunnels and like...
0: Yeah, were- that and oh, that one was yeah. impossibly hard. That game was yes. ridiculously difficult. But no, there was a sequel to it that I want to say is the same one that was in the arcade. But again, it's been a long time. So, got. <laughs> when we When you talk about beat 'em ups though those are the first ones that come to my mind. I love all of those, so good stuff uh so we're heading into the nineties the now take me take me into the nineties
2: so the nineties they're really you know like I said it things started to shift away from the arcades. We did and this is kind of funny. I mentioned this there was a data East actually. Uh, put out a four-player cabinet that looks just like the Konami cabinet. I wonder if there was, you know, some, hey, we just looked in our friend's lunch rooms or something, in <laughs> the same building or something, but they put out Captain America and the Avengers, which is interesting because, you know, that's just Marvel, you know, selling the license to whoever, and we have kind yep. of talked about that. Disney did the same thing with their arcade games. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that, that one was real. That's actually a really fun game. It actually looks and plays. You, if you didn't say Data East on it, you'd probably think it was a Konami. Interesting, um, but then we had you know Capcom back got back into it with they started tying into cartoons too with Cadillacs and dinosaurs, which is a great game if you've not played it.
0: Terrific game. Um,
2: then this is interesting, right? So they they wanted to rival uh, TMNT. They were trying to come up with something that would do that, but also make it as bloody as Mortal Kombat. So in '94, a game called Battletoads came out.
0: Um, You can't even, like, I mean, the two of you can see how big I'm smiling, but everyone on the other end of this microphone can't. Battletoads is so good. Like, it's janky. God, that game is janky. But it's hard. It's super hard. But, like, being able to, like, use your tongue as a weapon and, oh, like, Battletoads didn't even occur to me. We were going to talk about beat-em-ups, but it 100% is, and that game is so great. Like, that is a that is a childhood nostalgia game for me and uh yeah oh, me too as well battle toads i mean i just thought it was great you know
2: as yeah. a teenager, i was like oh this is amazing because i <laughs> love mortal kombat back then too but mm-hmm.
0: anyways battle toads is getting remade oh it is i don't do remember like Battletoads?
1: say again did you ever play it dylan i do I think not I think so. so most of these games i haven't played honestly we should have a view. beat up night
0: we should yeah battle toads is coming out to the xbox one in 2019 Oh nice. Yeah. I mean. So
2: then we get into, you know, the mid 90s with the SNES and the Genesis are kind of taking over. S N E S.
0: Excuse. Thank me. you. Thank you. Um,
2: and we had, you know, in in the arcades we saw and these were more hack and slash RPGs, but you know, I know Dylan loves these games, the uh, Dungeons & Dragons Capcom games. Uh, There were three or four of those that came out. Um, And then my favorite of all the beat-em-ups, the 1994, we saw the release on on the SNES of Maximum Carnage, which was uh, Venom and Carnage destroying a city and the side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah, you know, oh, is
0: I love that game so much. I'm looking at this right now, and I'm awesome. not sure if I've played Maximum Carnage. You I'm should. not sure I have. It's super fun. Yeah, it looks really good. I don't think I. You know, the funny thing is the box art looks so familiar, but like this is getting close to like 1994 was when i first started working at uh, software etc so like this would have been a game that i potentially could have sold so i think i bought it in a software etc it was not from me <laughs> no absolutely <not. laughs> in indiana however um that
2: you know kind of closes out the 90s i didn't want to go much past that because it kind of just blossoms into all the different consoles you know beat-em-ups as we know are still pretty popular yeah um, but that you know that ends pretty much the 16-bit era
0: how i mean when you think about it though i mean i don't think it's a genre that probably considering how innovative it was and considering how many um really great beat-em-ups and hack and slash and running guns there were that is not a genre that you see a lot of new games coming you you I mean you just don't see a lot of new ones. Um I mean obviously like the Castle Crasher series is a is a great hack and slash, but there's Broke Force is a Contra. Oh god, Bro Force is so great. Um but there's not a lot of them. 'em. You'd think that those would be really right pickings for uh either either licensed games or indie developers to kind of pick up on and you don't you don't see a lot. Uh no,
2: actually I think you're exactly right. Um and I think it lends back to the a lot of these games, and we didn't really mention it, but most of them were super hard, right?
0: Yeah, that's fair.
2: Quarter crunchers, or, you know, it's just, you would die like Shinobi or, you know, Ninja Gaiden. I would die on the first level 30 times trying to get through there, right?
0: And that's get, fair. Like, when you think about it, like, it, it probably, you had to have that quarter kind of gate in order to make one of these. Uh, like, today, to do it today, you would have to have, they'd have to be really big. And I kind of wonder if the. Well, I wonder if a game of that length could with you know like hold on to your attention for that long when the the mechanics of it aren't super well you know but okay so so Cuphead. let's say that again Cuphead just came out right so I mean Cup, just... Cuphead's more of a platformer though you think um, yeah but I mean like think about like would you say that Dead Cells is kind of a hack and slash though yes I mean kind of so you know I mean it's got the the kind of other, uh, elements of being a, a, you know, a rogue light and that kind of stuff. But, you know, so, so there are some, I will say that I did kickstart a, uh, a beat up game like mm, a while ago, I'm going to say two, two and a half years ago that has not come out yet, but they are continuously updating in that. And that is the J and silent Bob, uh, beat em up. I think it's uh, blunt man and chronic video yep. game. So maybe that'll come out someday. I'll get to play it. Most definitely. And
2: I, uh, you know, as a closeout to this, unless uh, someone has something different, I would oh. mention that on the Switch right now, Capcom does have a really great uh, beat-em-up bundle you can buy. Um, I mean, do had, it. Yeah, Final Fight, Captain Commando, uh, Knights of the Round. The other two <laughs> I didn't ever play very much, um, or the other four. Well, two of them because they were never released. But
0: um, The King of Dragons? Yeah, I've not played that one. I've not either. What's, What's the actually, other one? Just, Warriors of uh, Fate? Yeah, interesting.
2: Armored Warriors and Battle Circuit are the ones that were unreleased on consoles. Not on the arcade either. But
0: there are definitely some. Some. (laughs) This is making me really nostalgic and making me really want to uh, to uh, play some of these games. Um, I unfortunately, my RetroPie, I accidentally left um, the uh, USB stick that has all my games on it um, at a. Talk I gave yesterday, so, oh, no. so so some professor at a community college now has all my <laughs> SNES games. <laughs> awesome. Oh well, all right. Well, thank you for for walking us through that, Hans. That was a lot of fun. I'm 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 very. Like I said, just very a lot of good memories around the beat 'em up genre. So that's, that's good stuff. Uh, it looks like we actually got a couple questions. And if you are familiar with uh, Bite Me Podcast, you will recognize all of these names because the people who ask the questions are always the same. Um, I would say that if you are liking this podcast and are not part of our normal day to day podcast group, you can go to bite mepodcast.com discord and hang out with us there and ask questions, or you can actually email questions to bite me at bite me Dot com that's B Y T E and uh, we would love to have some some retro questions. Um first up uh Dylan is actually here so Dylan please
1: hey, yo Vinny it, it's a callback
0: it works. Vinny uh I, I love that you misspelled Vinny's name in this because it makes him very angry. Uh, <laughs>
1: wait
0: wait a minute I did oh no I just, Vinny, <laughs> he does not he does not like Vinny with an IE but uh, hey no. Whatever, man. You know, thanks for that. He's gonna no. I I, he will tell you. I misspelled his name like publicly, like when I put him in show notes and stuff for about the first forty-five episodes. So it's all good. Good company. Yes, Vinny wants to know what current-gen series would you like to see done in a retro-style game? Oh, unfortunately, his example was Halo in an eight-bit style, and I was like, dude, I would love to see Halo. But I guess I'll have to come up with another one now. So so a, a retro-style game doesn't necessarily have to be a beat-up, I guess, but we're just taking something new and making it old again. What do you guys think? Everyone don't jump in at once. <laughs> no,
2: I thought about this for a while. So I think, you know, it'd be interesting to see um, – take the, the processing power we have now and do something like on a massively multiplayer scale, but in eight bit. Ooh. <laughs> so that's like interesting. Yeah. Some kind of, I don't know if it has to be a battle Royale, but you know, it may be even not first person, but you know, we, we see this kind of thing in Minecraft kind of eight bit style there, or, um, Oh, uh, what's the side scrolling
0: Minecraft? Where you do uh, <sighs> shoot if you hadn't said that i would have been able to tell you The game's great and i've put so much time into that game and now i can't remember the name of it
2: oh uh, we'll remember it but you know, yeah maybe like there's you know massive amount of people in a in a server doing something and it doesn't even have to be uh, uh, beat em up might actually be a, a really cool yeah.
0: PUBG beat 'em beat up so so think about do you remember akari warriors yes I like this is not the this is not the question that he's asking. But when you said an eight bit uh, battle royale, I want Akari Warriors um, or uh, what was it POW? I yep. want that game, but a battle royale. So you go into this thing, and then you've got ridiculous flamethrowers and huge missiles, and that's that's the that's the retro game I want. Oh, now if we're doing that, I want Smash TV with massively oh oh, smash tv was such a great game (laughs) such a great game i'm in i actually think that a lot of current ip would make uh would make really good metroidvanias um i think i don't want to say there aren't enough metroidvanias because there obviously are i think there's been like eight really good ones released this year and it's only March. But uh I, I think that that's a, a genre that would would work really well in uh take take a game that's maybe like a like a hitman style game or uh oh, what's that other Man, I my brain is. like We should not have a full work day and then do a podcast. That's the the problem. Um, but like those games would make very interesting Metroidvania type games. I think. Um, and like really, like I want to see a Halo running gun. Like a Halo running gun would be. That really does sound kind of cool, right? I mean, quite frankly, I would play another Contra or Doom. Yeah. Well, Duke Nukem. You know, we had all these running
2: gun eight bits. You know that were there and then got turned Wolfenstein. All those games. You know. Gun yeah. 8-bit.
0: Anyways, I would like to see like. Yeah, I, I, I said I want to see another Duke Nukem game, but Duke Nukem might have actually been a product of the 90s. Like it might be hard to bring that current. Um, so maybe, maybe not good stuff, though. Uh, turn down for what? I can't do his name like Adam does. Uh, if you could remaster any 8-bit game, what would it be? And what would you like to see done to it? I, I'm terrified. But what happens when you take an 8-bit game and make it modern like that seems real dangerous. I
2: want a three-dimensional uh, real-world VR joust right now.
0: Someone oh. needs to do it. Can you imagine how cool that would be? Dude, mm-hmm. Are you? So I'm trying to remember. You're, you ride uh, an ostrich, and what, yeah. what what are the other things? Are they all ostriches? Emu, emu, uh, big birds, something futuristic. So, so now question two. Oh. You just stole that from Ready Player One, though, right? Mm, I don't think. No, they played the game, but I don't think they Oh, you're right. It wasn't in VR. They just played the yeah. game. Yeah. Wow. that That is a really good idea, which actually, now now that you say that, though, like, there are a ton of old arcade. Could you imagine, like, being Pac-Man in Pac-Man or... Mario um,
2: Brothers running on
0: the ledge and jumping Super on turtles. Super Mario. Oh. Yeah, like, I mean, see, I'm just saying,
2: throwing fireballs at your hand.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. Like, a lot of them, I think you'd probably need... Uh, a um, like somebody would let you walk in VR to really make those work. But I mean, even if you did like um, it doesn't work quite as well, but uh, the Mario endless runner that came out for iOS doing that first person as an endless runner where you're just constantly running and having to, to jump over the stuff would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. I take it back. Taking, taking old games and making them into uh, to new games could be cool, especially if you stay in that, like the VR idea. That's really cool. That Hans guy's smart. How about you, Dylan? You got anything that, that jumps out at you? The
1: game we didn't... I don't think we really mentioned was Streets of Rage, but I oh, want we, Street of Rage. In a VR? Or just with cool graphics nowadays where I could like, me and my buddy can go beat stuff up in the streets.
2: That's a... <laughs> oh, I didn't mention you know, Streets of Rage that much. I should have yeah. there. And there was,
1: like, a little note uh-huh. of it, and I think we kind of just... Yeah. Bopped right over it, which is the game I probably played the most out of all of those. So,
0: oh man, yeah. I uh you know that actually is kind of an interesting idea, though that making taking some of these uh, these ones that we've been talking about and really, it, it would be interesting to up the graphics on these and see what we could do with it, um, right. and, and whether like I I kind of do want to play a. A version of these that aren't, you know, 12 minutes long and just depend on you pushing quarters into it that maybe have even. It would be cool if you could do even like a mixture of like Street Fighter kind of combat with something like that where you add in like special moves and and stuff you actually have to have a little bit of skill to do. Like make the skill not just, hey,
1: it's really hard, you're going to pump quarters into it, but make it that. More skill based rather than just hitting punch until the enemy's dead. And I think, um, I I'm, I'm guessing I've no, it's a game I've always been interested to play, but haven't is uh Yakuza. And I think that's kind of what it is. It's kind of a beat 'em up in like, it's very much a fighting yeah. game, but in a 3d world. Um, but there's no guns and I sleeping dogs was similar. Um, except it was like GTA mixed with a beat up mixed with, yeah. I mean, you had guns as well, but uh, there was also martial arts segments. And like, those were really cool games. Um, and not so much in the hack and slash style that like Bayonetta or maybe devil may cry is with these like hack and slash shooter, shoot 'em up games. Um, but I think there is like a area that new beat em ups could exist. Um, game yeah. that pops out to me is mad world on the Wii, which is one of my favorite games, um, of that generation, which is like this ultra violent game on the Wii, but it yeah. was basically a beat em up. You ran around with a chainsaw arm, I guess hack and it's more hack and slashy than beat em up, but it, Kind of the same idea. Um, no, where I think if the chains- objects uh, in the environment and impale people with them and just beat them up until they're gone. Um, I, th- I think
0: that that what makes that a beat beat 'em up is the chainsaw is actually your arm, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that is part of you. So you're beating up someone with your wow. arm. It just happens your arm's a chainsaw. So it's, I guess, it's yeah. not a hack and slash. You're not holding uh, a chainsaw. It's it's physically you. So I got that works. Um, all right, cool. Next up, Joe Coleslaw. He says, with a variety of uh, the all-in-one retro consoles in the market, which ones would you recommend, and are any of them legal? That's a, a good question. I think so, the answer is probably no. Well, no. so... Now I'm going to put on or put on a hat that
2: says, I am not a lawyer. (laughs) He literally just put on a, not a lawyer hat. It was weird. Please do not take anything. I say as a face, you know, as going and doing something and then saying, Hans, this guy Hans told me to do this and it's legal. Um, The consoles and emulators and all that, those are all very legal, Right. So you can have an emulator sitting on your thing. That's legal, right? You could that that's been proven in court now. All yep. of the you can actually do that, um, and there are a lot of people out there. And actually, uh, Joe sent one to me that is basically someone took a Raspberry Pi, added some stuff, threw in some crappy controllers, and was selling it for a couple hundred bucks um, without games. Well, so that's they're selling it with the games, and yeah. there's where the legal gray area comes in. Um, those ROMs are most definitely not legal, right? Yeah. There are a lot of, of ROMs out there that are uh, open source or uh, public domain. Sure. But if you download the ROM of Super Mario Brothers and you don't physically own that game, yes, the technically that is illegal. Um, but what I will say is if you are interested in one of these things, don't go out and buy a pre-made one. There's a lot of videos and websites that will tell you how to do this with a Raspberry Pi running RetroPie.
1: Super pie. easy. It, I yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> I made one. Like, and it, it didn't take very long at all. And yeah, it, um, it,
0: it gets easier all the time too. Like, I was really surprised. Like, I made one for myself uh, two or three years ago, and then mm-hmm. I made one for my brother like a full year later. And it was ridiculous how much work had gone into making it easier between when I did mine and when he did his. So,
2: And I will say uh, the places where these ROMs live, as we've talked about on this podcast, are starting to be shut down. Uh, They're starting to be sued out of existence. Some of them that still exist can be, you know, full of malware. You might not actually download a ROM. You might download something (laughs) that will infect you and give you all the viruses. Um, Every single one of them.
0: I I will say too. I mean, obviously, we all know that. Yeah, you can get the NES Mini, the the SNES Mini. The you know those are a perfectly legit way to do it. Um, One thing that I I think probably doesn't get quite as much. Mention as it does, is there are a lot of really cool older? Usually, it's it's sometimes it's some mame stuff, some some arcade games, um, a lot of Atari stuff. Um, available at archive.org actually that you can play in a browser, um, and you can even hook a controller into your just PC and play some of these older games in your browser, which is, I've done it a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. Just to go out and see kind of, you know, what is the, out there to play. And you don't need much of a PC to play them either, obviously. So if you have a, a crappy old laptop that you can, you know, hook a Xbox 360 controller into, there's a lot of games at archive.org. You can play without having to worry about what, uh, what of all of the viruses you're downloading at once.
2: I totally agree. And also, I mean, there are, you know there are Atari consoles that have twenty or thirty games True. out there. There are, you know, they they do exist in legal forms. I just don't. I would hate to say, oh yeah, go do that, and then someone get in trouble for doing this. Yeah,
0: so. I mean, and I, I think I I, <laughs> I I would be of the opinion that yes, it is a hundred percent illegal. Um, and in the places where the original manufacturer is giving you the ability to get those games whether that be a Nintendo virtual console or like my brother for uh Christmas got me like a really cool SNK collection that had a ton of old SNK games like support those people um because the more we support <laughs> those things the more of those things will get released but on the other side of that if they're not putting out the games that you want um yes it is illegal but there's a fine line between illegal and immoral too. Um, I don't have my lawyer hat on, my lawyer hat, so just don't take anything I say too seriously. I guess.
1: Don't do anything too illegal.
0: And see, I, Hans can't talk because he's still got a lawyer hat on. It's no good. <laughs> oh, I don't said, my hat said I'm not a lawyer.
1: Don't oh. sell roms oh. to other people.
0: Don't sell roms to other people. That's don't do terrible. That. That's hey, what that's you do really in the privacy illegal. of your own home. Like yeah, who might a
2: judge, right? I know a copyright lawyer who's in this in the arcade collecting business and it, talking to him over lunch sometimes is real fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of like it's kind of like fear and loathing, like having him as your lawyer? Yeah. It, it, it is an interesting thing. I mean, like, you know, it, and ROMs really do make a
2: difference for some of us with arcade games. Oh, yeah. you know? I mean, we've talked about that before. So it yeah. It's a super gray area, just be careful.
0: I mean, it's actually not. It's actually really black and white area, but we really want it to be gray. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, joining us on uh, this little retro adventure with some beat em ups. I have pie to eat, and I'm going to go get tacos first, um, which is really the way to do it. Uh, Hans probably has to go to bed. It's it's late his time, and I I think I think uh, Dylan's eating steak tonight, right? Yeah yes and, and we've been recording for a while hopefully they didn't yeah. like start those when we started or else so that's a well yeah, done they're steak they're still done
1: <laughs> no.
0: I have a buddy who eats well done steaks which is a monstrosity but there's nothing worse than going somewhere and like you'll get a steak and you know your wife will get a steak and he'll get a steak and they're like hey it's gonna be like 45 minutes and you just go like
2: man but so you know it is it is a testament to Dylan's love of this podcast that he's here instead of eating steaks. 100%. Yeah. Good man.
0: Thank
1: you, Dylan. We, did we appreciate it. We a few it. technical difficulties, but we made it.
0: We made it. Anyway, you can uh you can always find out more about this podcast and everything we do at bitemepodcast.com, B Y T E. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/bitemepodcast. On Twitter at bitemepodcast. Come hang out in our Discord. Uh just go to bitemepodcast.com/discord and that will link you through to that. There, uh, you know, if you have ideas about what you'd like to see on this show, we do not know what we're going to do uh, next time because we don't plan that far out. Um, if you have a particular uh, genre, a particular type of game, a particular publisher you'd like us to deep dive into, we would love to do that for you. So, uh, you know, shoot us uh, you know ideas in our Discord or uh, you can send, like I said, emails to bite me at bitemepodcast.com and uh, – we would we would love to to talk about this. We could talk about this a lot more. Like we could do this probably every day. We just don't have enough ideas. That's the problem, right? Or time. I think
1: it's the time
0: factor.
2: Stupid I think time. Dylan's got one in his brain. I think the next one might be, you know, uh, Fighters, but we'll see.
1: Oh, I forgot we are going to do Fighters. I have a million ideas, so. Yeah, so, I mean,
2: we'll just have Dylan email us.
0: So, I, I think you were disconnected when we talked about this, Dylan, but I think the best idea that we may have ever come up with is watching bad video game movies while we do this and doing, like, riff tracks on them, commentary, and then everyone can just, like, go play and
1: listen to us make fun of bad video game movies. That's how we're gonna make you see the wizard and joystick. Damn. Every time someone says the wizard, though, I just I immediately go to the whiz. Like, yeah, that, it, it is very I need to be able to separate those two. But I mean, man, uh, that we, means bad.
0: We could watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. We could watch the Mortal Kombat movie. Raul Julia's <laughs> last film. <laughs> um, there's there's some there's some. I was going to say there's some good video game movies, but there's no good video game movies. But there's a lot of really bad video game movies. So we might have to – this might become a a twice-a-month podcast. (laughs) Anyway, Dylan, Bite Me. Good show. Bite Me. (laughs) Bite Me. Bite Me.